Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles. We win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Portions of the Oilers Now podcast are brought to you by ProAmSports.ca. We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Service for any brand in your office? Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A. On Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. 136 in Edmonton. Brendan Ulrich with you. This is Oilers Now. Portions of Oilers Now brought to you by World Floor Coverings. Tell them Oilers Now sent you and received two times the Air Miles Reward Miles on your flooring purchase. And some guests on Oilers Now received gift certificates to Royal Pizza. The Ulrich recommendation today is the Meat Lovers. Bob Stoffer likes the Meat Lovers. He actually brought us Meat Lovers during uh, our playoff preview show, and now I'm on board with the Meat Lovers. It's great. Otherwise, I would have went with the pepperoni and green pepper, maybe the Hawaiian, depending on the day. All right. We are remembering legendary coach Claire Drake today on the program. We've heard from Bill Moores. We've also heard from Ken Hitchcock and Mark Spector. And now we bring aboard the current GM of the U of A Golden Bears, it's Stan Marple. Stan, I know it's a tough day for everyone involved with uh, the organization. How are you doing? Oh, pretty good. Uh, just trying to remember all the good things. Well, yeah, that's the that's the positive thing here. We can remember. We're hearing all these great stories about uh, Claire, and uh, you know, I'm sure his uh, impact will be felt for years to come. Uh, at the program, of course, at the U of A and also at the NHL and just the, the game of hockey uh, as well. Uh, I've been asking our guests just sort of uh, their first encounter with, uh, you know, with Claire and, uh, you know, their timeline of events, sort of the relationship uh, that you've been able to build with uh, Claire over the years. Yeah, well, I guess around 30 years ago, uh, Coach Drake recruited me out of the Alberta Junior Hockey League uh, to play for, for the Bears. And uh, uh, I remember I... Uh, I broke my ankle uh, the, uh, in the playoffs, and, uh, you know, the Bears were having a spring camp, so he phoned me up and he said, Stan, uh, uh, I see that you're registered for school. That's good. He said, we're having a spring camp, and uh, I'd like you to come out. It's on Thursday. And I said, well, I get my cast off on, on Wednesday. He said, well, perfect. I'll see you then. So <laughs> I, I, got, I had gained about 20 pounds uh from uh you know having beers and stuff as you do as a 20 year old uh and i couldn't work out because i had the cast so uh i'm out on the ice and i'm huffing and puffing i'm not doing too well and he comes over and he says marple i remember you were a lot faster at camp last year and then i was going to say well you know i just had this cast off and and he he kind of poked me in the in the tummy with the butt end of his stick and he said you look fat too so and he skated away so he was he was a great, a great uh, communicator, and uh, that gave me uh, excellent motivation to work very hard all summer to try to make the team that fall. Well, yeah, I've heard he's uh, always been good with the one-liners. He, I must have used a few of those on you over the years. Absolutely. <laughs> well, any other ones that come to mind other than the, the poke in the tummy there? 
Well, just recently, you know, my relationship with Coach Drake is, has been pretty very strong over the last uh, seven years uh, in my role as general manager. I've asked him for a lot of advice and, and guidance, and I've leaned on him quite a lot, actually. And, uh, you know, I'd always say to him when I'd go to visit him, hey, Coach, thanks for recruiting me. Uh, hey, Coach, thanks for recruiting me. And he'd always say, ah, oh, Stan, stop it, stop it. And so uh, the one time I, I gave him knuckles before I left, and I said, hey, Coach, by the way, thanks for recruiting me. And he said, yeah, well, a guy makes one mistake and you never let him live it down. <laughs> <laughs> so he always had that great sense of humor about him. And, uh, you know, just his empathy towards people, his kindness, his understanding. Uh, he could be very tough at times in regards to uh, getting the boys to, to execute what he needed them to do, but always fair and always respectful. And, you know, just it's a testament to why he's respected by so many. Well, yeah, I know he hasn't been coaching at the program for a while now, but uh, maybe talk about the footprints that he's left behind. Of course, he's such a great teacher. We've heard that from a number of guests on the program today. So I'm sure in any role with the organization as an ambassador or whatever he's been up to uh, helping you along uh, as the GM, um, he's been effective at it because he's such a great teacher. So maybe just talk about the footprints that he's left that are still, uh, you know, part of the program today. Yeah, well, I think that, you know, it's, it's true. All those things are true. And he was a great teacher and a great coach and a great innovator and wasn't scared to take chances. He shared his knowledge with everybody. But for me, what stands out the most is uh, his core values and, uh, you know, uh, the way he impacted our program with the culture, uh, you know, the motto that he adopted from John Wooden, it's amazing what can be accomplished when no one cares who gets the credit. It really fosters a team-first mentality. And in my opinion, in my experience, in order to win at anything, uh, you have to have a group of guys committed to putting the team first. And, you know, I think through that, it's influenced so many players and alumni to go on and do great things in their own lives. And also the coaches, that the, all the great coaches that have, uh, you know, learned from that and been able to get their teams to adopt that team-first mentality. We've heard from uh, a number of coaches, and uh, we talked about him as a coach. What was he like just as uh, as a guy away from the rink, uh, Stan? Because uh, you've had a chance to become good friends with him over the years. Um, maybe to have a beer with and maybe talk about anything other than hockey. What was he like outside of the rink? You know, just uh, a real intelligent and humorous man. He had a great sense of humor. Um, you know, he uh, he had a real zeal and lust for life. Uh, he was just he was he was fun to be around. I mean, in you know, uh, well into his eighties, obviously, I you know, obviously, we go see him every couple weeks. Wouldn't let try to let it go for more than a couple weeks before a visit. And uh, every time I, I, I came away with something positive that you know he would share with me in regards to experience experiences he's had with the team or just the general way in which he he treated me you know just so with so much respect and you know it's almost like we are peers and we weren't you know he he's the godfather i'm just trying to trying to do my bit for the program but uh he he, he was just a great man and i think the biggest thing about him was how he treated people and he was just he was easy to be around and, and just a lot of fun to be around as well do you think it mattered to him at all that uh, he eventually was inducted into the Hockey Hall of Fame? Not, maybe that's not the way to put it, but like, 
I know I'm sure he was honored to be inducted, but you know what I mean? Like, what if he wasn't inducted? Do you think that really would have mattered to him? Uh, or you talk about how good of a guy he is, and he, it's all about teaching. It's not about himself sort of thing. Do you think it really mattered in the end, Tim? I think it, I think it did matter. I think he was, uh, you know, quietly very proud of that accomplishment. But I'll give you an example. So uh, he would have a board meeting, uh, you know, every uh, couple weeks with uh, some of his older buddies that he worked with at the University of Alberta, including uh, Bill Moores and Bob Stedward. And so he was having a board meeting, and I had learned that he had been inducted. So I phoned Coach Moores to talk to, to Coach Drake because I knew he would be there. And I said, uh, Coach, congratulations. That's a great accomplishment. We're all so proud of you. And the first words out of Coach Drake's mouth to me on the phone were, well, you know, Stan, there's probably over about 400 people that I would have to thank for helping me get to this point and allowing me to accept this award. And so, you know, just very selfless and, uh, you know, great integrity and always grateful for, for the, for the opportunities that he had and, and, the reality of the situation is he had helped so many, and the irony of it was that he had helped so many people throughout his career, and here he is saying thank you to everyone else. It kind of sums up what he was all about. Well, that's outstanding, and I know you've learned from him. I know Ian Herbers, who is back as head coach, has learned from him, and it seems like the you know the the lessons that he's taught everyone are going to to carry on and be uh, you know move forward throughout the program uh, for years to come. So uh, it's a sad day, but uh, you know we all remember what a great person he was. And uh, while we have you, Stan. Just quickly, on that note, with uh, Ian Herbers back uh, in the fold, of course, uh, you guys are coming off a national championship, uh, Serge. Uh, you know, Ian's back now, and Serge helped get you guys there last year. But, uh, you know, Ian's last year, you guys won the national championship too. So uh, I know you know Ian well. Uh, just talk about uh, getting him back uh, as your head coach. Yeah, well, you know, when Ian signed with the Oilers um, three years ago, the first thing I did was ask the athletic director if we could give him a three-year sabbatical. Uh, then the next uh, task at hand was to go out and find the best coach that we could to replace Ian for those three years. And I was very successful at that. Uh, I was so grateful that Serge Lajoie came on board and helped us uh, uh, with this championship this year. It was a three-year process. Uh, we had a veteran-laden team his first year and then a team full of rookies that overachieved in one Canada West. And then it all accumulated with the winning the championship this year. And very thank you. Serge knew from you know the onset that Ian had the option to come back uh, after his three-year contract with the Oilers, and he decided to do that. So very glad that Ian's come back, and uh, we've set it up that way. Also very sad to see a great coach and, and my friend Serge Lejoie leave the program. Unfortunately, I don't have the budget for two head coaches, but whatever Serge decides to do, very successful. He's a great coach. He's a great person, and uh, uh, I know we'll be in touch a lot over the next little while. Well, you need to stop inviting Stoffer over for beers after all the games. Maybe you'd save some money there. <laughs> no, it was, you know, we always appreciate Bob's input. He loves the program and uh, as much as anybody in his heart's always in the right place. Absolutely. Well, uh, Stan, I know it's a tough day for you and the rest of uh, the Golden Bears uh, organization, but we really appreciate uh, you taking some time and thanks as well for helping us get uh, Bill Moores on. Uh, no problem. My pleasure. Thank you. That is Stan Marple, the GM of the U of A Golden Bears, talking about his friend, uh, Claire Drake, who unfortunately passed away at the age of 89 yesterday morning.
147 in Edmonton. We will take a time out. When we come back, we'll get to more of your text messages, a lot of them coming in. I was asking who you would trade the 10th overall pick for. Which defenseman would it be? Maybe it's a forward two. I'm of the school of hanging on to the pick and letting uh, Keith Gretzky do what he does best, and that is uh, drafting and finding a gem in the draft. Uh, look at Stuart Skinner. That's a third-round pick that uh, looks pretty good right now for the Oilers. Uh, you can look at uh, Kyler Yamamoto as well, a late first-round pick. Now, right now, you look at the Oilers' right-wing depth chart. Is he second or third most talented right-winger right now? I don't know if he'll start the season on the Oilers next year. But you have Jesse Poliarvi there. You have Zach Cassian. Sounds like Slepeshev and Packerin are, uh, you know, heading to the KHL. So there's not a lot there. I mean, I'm assuming the Oilers, of course, they have dry so they can move to the right side in a pinch. But Yamamoto might be on the team next year. I think uh, the Oilers would like to see him in the AHL first. And I think they would like to maybe sign a quality veteran uh, right winger in UFA. I've mentioned Thomas Vanek before. Now, that was after he exploded uh, in the regular season and scored, what, five? I think it was five points against the others that one game. He had a great night. He was doing good for Columbus. Then he uh, eventually went into John Tortorella's doghouse late in the playoffs. And uh, he certainly or certainly has uh, worn out his welcome with a number of teams. But maybe a guy like that that won't cost you a ton in free agency could come in uh, for the Oilers as a stopgap player. But back to what I was talking about, that is give me a player that you would feel comfortable trading the 10th overall pick for because right now I've heard the names that are out there. I don't know if a lot of those names make sense. I'm not just saying for, from the Oilers standpoint, but from those teams' standpoints as well. So try to sell me. Text me 630-630. Uh, our text line for Westlock Ford. If you're looking for a new ride, go see Paul Olson at Westlock Ford. Or check out their great selection today at westlockford.com. Worth the drive to get your new ride. We'll take a time out. We'll come back with more of your texts and this day in Oilers history. When you want to fly your Oilers colors with fan gear or outfit your fan cave, there's only one place. ProAmSports.ca Jerseys, apparel, headwear, and memorabilia from your favorite players and teams. Whether it's the NHL, the CFL, the NFL, MLB, or more, ProAm Sports are your fan cave specialists. And if it comes with a ProAm Sports certificate of authenticity and hologram, you know it's 100% authentic, hand-signed memorabilia. So no matter who you cheer for, ProAm Sports has got your guy. Visit their Edmonton showroom on St. Albert Trail. Fill your fan cave at ProAmSports.ca. That's ProAmSports.ca. This is Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on Oilers Radio, 630 Ched. It's 154 at Edmonton, back here on Oilers Now. Brendan Ulrich with you. You can text us at 630-630. I was talking about the Oilers' uh, right-wing depth chart earlier. Uh, this texter out of Salmon Arms says, Vanek is washed up, another Pete Shirelli. Not sure what you're alluding to on that, but he also asked about what about uh, Ty Ratty. Of course, uh, he was playing well with r and McDavid. Isn't he one of those uh, decent right-wingers? Yes, I forgot about Raddy, who, uh, of course, signed a one-year contract with the Oilers. So right now, the right-wing uh, depth chart has pulled the RV there. You have Cassian. You have uh, Raddy. Yamamoto in the mix as well. Uh, I believe Pakarinen and Slepeshev are off to uh, Russia. Uh, Aberg can uh, move over to the right side, although he's a left-winger. Uh, so those are your options right now. 
Now, I would hope there would be better options in free agency for the Oilers than a Thomas Fanek, but they don't have a ton of cap space with McDavid's contract kicking in here, and uh, there are not a lot of options. Unless you overpay for a guy, which the Oilers can't afford to do in free agency. That's, so that's why I was talking about Vanek. Um, I don't know if he makes a lot of sense for the Oilers, but I do think they need to find sort of a veteran stopgap guy because I think that you would like to see Yamamoto at least start the season in the American Hockey League. So we'll wait and see on that front. Lots of texts coming in. BU, this one out of Lac Labiche. BU, I cannot agree with you more in regards to the pick. Just for the expansion risk, why draft for a potential competitor? The Oilers and every other NHL team can't rush their way into a playoff spot. Please, for the love of great hockey god, keep the pick. Text us at 630-630. This one, Scott in Calgary says, Hey BU, I agree with you on keeping the pick. Keith has a great tra- or had a great draft last season and with Sekera and Lucic on no movement contracts and other expansion draft in the next couple years, I really value the pick more than the names I'm hearing. Scott in Calgary. Well, that's the thing. We're hearing about these names, but the other team, of course, needs to trade that player for the pick. I don't know if Nashville would trade Ellis. I don't know if... Uh, I don't think Buffalo would trade Ristolainen for the 10th pick. I don't think they would even consider that. So, to me, the Oilers need to... You know, they need to stock the cupboards full when it comes to their prospect pool. They have uh, a guy with a proven draft record in Keith Gretzky managing the draft. Let him do his work. Let him make the picks. He had a good draft last year. Another good draft this year could go a long way for this organization moving forward. This day in Oilers history, we go back to 06. The Oilers score four goals in the third period to down the Sharks 6-3 and go up 3-2 in their second-round playoff series. This day in Oilers history brought to you by New West Travel, Edmonton's premier travel company for 38 years. Looking at going on a river cruise in Europe for 2018, New West Travel has some great rates on these fabulous cruises. Tomorrow on the program, we will be joined by Stuart Skinner, a shutout in Game 6 as Swift Current knocked off uh, Everett, and they're off to the Memorial Cup. He recently, or he just signed a three-year entry-level contract with the Oilers today. He'll be on the program tomorrow as uh, the rest of the show is still in progress. Tonight, no inside sports as we have Game 2 of the Western Conference Final. The Winnipeg Jets hosting the Vegas Golden Knights at 6 o'clock. So long from Oilers Now. Devin, thanks for helping out. We will talk to you again tomorrow. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Office solutions North America wide. Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A. On Oilers Radio, 630 Ched.